Safi. Yes, sir. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And thank you for having me in your <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, in your yeah. restaurant. This is yeah. awesome. Uh, introduce yourself, man. My name is uh, Safi Grau. Uh, I'm a filmmaker with an earth sciences background. And I've uh, been doing my thing in the Netherlands uh, for a while now. And, um, well, I'm here to talk about the recent uh, political uh, issues that we've been having in, in the Netherlands. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm just going to let you the mic. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. This is your scene because most of the time I've been trying to lead the podcast in a certain way. But yeah. You're just going to give me your input and we, we're just going to discuss. It's just going to be a conversation. Exactly. We're yeah. just going to discuss racism and... Yeah. Uh, and um, the best even would be for you to give me some example of, of your... Of racism. Exactly, of what you encounter in the Netherlands, you know. Uh, That's even the best. You know what I like to do when it, comes to, when it comes to racism? What I like to do is I like to objectify... as Because as, I have a scientific background. Yep. And what we do in science is we objectify yep. the thing that we're talking about. So mm -hmm. before we start talking about racism, let's define it. V very good. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. So... Um, Racism to me is um, it's it's hidden in the way that you're nurtured. So most of the time when people talk about racism, they more or more or less talk about their personal experiences, and that's also almost where we would start this conversation. Exactly. But racism to me is a social dilemma of choice. Okay. Because the choices we make daily are based on the way that we're brought up so racism is a deficiency in the way we are raising our children because the choices they'll be making later on life can either express themselves in a racist way mm -hmm. because they've been nurtured in the wrong way okay so let's talk about racism in this way mm -hmm. and then an example of the way that we're we're wrongly nurtured is that we're not treating our colonial history the way we should in my opinion i totally agree i think this is um we have to start from the beginning we have yeah. to start where, where you, what are you exactly talking about it has to start from where it started yeah and by starting from the roots then you can heal up yeah but yes, you cannot yes. fix things by starting where it is now and yeah. just like go back no because yeah. then you have all that left over that non-said and everything underlying that just will come back up at some point so yeah and this is what we, this podcast is about yeah take everything apart all the shells out yes side start to side at the base the exactly. fundament of what racism is yeah and then um the thing is also as as a black community i think we're way be beyond this point of emotion. Yeah. Now we have to structurally describe what it is. And then we can get to invent and think about countermeasures. Yeah. Because I think the conversation about racism shouldn't always be at the subjective and emotional level. I believe that um, if we first start to describe what racism is... Mm -hmm then we can really talk about how to counter it very good and this is why I'd, uh, i urge the people following the podcast since the beginning and yeah. also what i've been posting on social media to go back and read and yeah. again i'm going to bring back this book the myth of race yes amazing book that yeah. one 
with all the elements and all the anthropological details about how the systemic racism was actually introduced and installed and developed uh, within our Western culture. Exactly. And this is the book you have. And you're saying it perfectly. If you don't know where it's coming from and uh, you don't know the roots of the, the, the virus in itself, yeah. then you cannot, you cannot figure it out and you cannot yeah. cure it. It's very so, hard to figure yeah. it. And, and, and that's the thing. If you look at the, dis dis the discussion nowadays, it's more or less based on uh, subjective experiences. Mm -hmm. But if we, ha if we get a collection of subjective experiences, it still doesn't describe what racism is. It describes the result yep. of, of racism. Consequences. The yes. consequence is mm -hmm. described. In, in, and and I'm, I'm, for me personally, I'm, I'm done with describing racism mm -hmm. because we have a clear description of, of the consequences of racism. Yeah. But now let's... let's give it a, a, a definition. Mm -hmm. And I think from a, from a, from a, from a soci social sciences perspective, you start with, with the way we nurture ourselves. So if you're, if you're a five-year-old, and for example, you learn that our colonial um, um, heritage is a golden age, mm -hmm. then if there's a protest against that golden age when you're 18, you won't be able to understand why that protest is. Exactly. And the, the, I think the big difference between um, people of color and um, people that are white um, is that when they were nurtured, people, people of color had to do their own research about where they're from. And a five-year-old black child will probably hear about slavery before a five-year-old white child has done has heard so to me um it's not like it's not it's not that we're fighting uh, uh each other it's not a black versus white no. thing it's not about black people have done their homework and mm -hmm. white people haven't it is the system of nurturing that doesn't allow a white person to understand the pain of a black person and doesn't allow a black person to learn about his colonial history Precisely. and where he's from. Precisely. No one is being given the tools and the exactly. platform to learn. And because you have all those great books that yeah. you can find out there that are just published and all those great movies. Yeah. But unfortunately, we know it. Uh, government have all the interest and, uh, and the politics are to push another agenda and pushing people to actually understand the other exactly. and finding common goals and, and unite. Yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah. goal is to divide, of course, all the yes. time. And that's, that's the main reason why we do not find those platforms very easily or yeah. they're not made available to, to the public. And uh, as you were saying, that's very interesting. I struggle most of my life finding the, my history. Yeah. Because, I, uh, you know, and I think it's also, like I mentioned in one of the podcasts, also a bit more complex for mixed people because our situation is really like, yeah, well, you know, we we, we 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 don't hate on each other. You know, we 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 both, so we yeah. we know exactly where we're coming from on both sides. But nothing defines what mix is. Exactly, you are pretty much this thing in a in a limbo. You you both of them, but that's it. Yes, yes. And but learning about the and appreciating and being comfortable with being black. Yeah, that's what pushed me to really look into my history yeah. and up until a few weeks ago i wasn't at peace with that side of me because it wasn't being seen 
yes. and wasn't appreciated by not appreciated let's say seen and actually recognized that's the word yeah it wasn't recognized yeah it wasn't recognized it wasn't indeed. recognized and now it is it's like woo. i'm feeling like okay and the thing is the thing is why isn't it recognized because people haven't been nurtured to recognize it that's it and that's the thing mm-hmm. if you if you want to talk about police brutality if you want to talk about people of color having less um uh, percentually less uh, job opportunities yeah that's all that's all of that mm-hmm. is the consequence of choice and one one major thing one major thing one word with what is it six letters profit yeah yeah profit is the same thing it's the same yeah, and they yeah. go on the same level and, they go on and the that's same level what dr- yeah. has been driven this uh, the, the, this flow pretty much that's what let's say that's what has been driving choice yeah and racism is factually a choice yeah. a choice you're making not to take in the person of color but to trust the person that is white yeah and that you make a person making that choice that choice is based on the way that you're nurtured now we get to think about okay how could we countermeasure how, what what are what are probable countermeasures for racism and in my opinion it's that we should rethink the way that we're nurtured very much completely it, it, it starts from the beginning from it's school ta- yeah it, it starts from everywhere history and, and, and also it starts from uh, it begins in every household yes that's where it begins <laughs> yeah this this is a starting point a family and then it goes out into the community and yeah. then it goes into the system and and society alas but it doesn't start like you mentioned in society it yeah. starts with a family and giving input about the history like yes you said. exactly and uh, it starts with every family teaching and nurturing their kid and explaining them this yeah. is like this but this is not the real world yeah, this yeah, is not yeah, how yeah. it happens this True. is not how it happened and this is how it should be exactly exactly and don't really but you know we live in a society where a lot of people have uh they they don't really spend that much time to after school even if they've been asked to after school and we've we had a an extra education we went to university you yeah. and i but a lot of people even make made it to university and yeah. for them the the main goal is to assure the basic necessities in life and yeah. after you know find some comfort in on vacation and spending yeah. some cash here and there and it's very complex to um for a lot of people to to be able to to think and have time to get in more knowledge on yeah. top of you know all the noise around them just exactly. to make them well sleep work yeah you know commute <laughs> sleep your life yeah. is already planned ahead of you exactly. because of the the job or the yeah. social position that you have yeah. and that's why i'm saying this nurturing system education is a big um part of mm-hmm. the way we're nurtured. Yeah. So a countermeasure to racism could be that kids from the age kids that are are um that uh, in Dutch you would say leerplichtig. Okay, they're um, um, how do you uh, call that? Th- Going to school is mandatory. That's it. You know, uh, and it's mandatory uh, to a certain age. Mm-hmm. And within that age group and I think that's from four years in the Netherlands. It's from four to sixteen or something. Semi in France, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Having to go to school, with, with that period where 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 having to go to school is mandatory. Mm. That's where the nurturing is a big part of forming you as a human being. Yeah. And what I think is that 
the colonial history should be actively uh, uh, um, should be an active subject within that time period of a human being. And the thing is that when you talk to, to people that oppose this system, mm -hmm. the best example that you can give is Germany. Yeah. Germany actively teaches its population about its Nazi history. It does. And a lot of people are not aware of that. And a lot it, it of does. people aren't aware of that. And the monument have actually symbols on them saying that this is a Nazi monument or blah, blah, blah. Yes. You know, it just actually mentions it. Yeah. But, but um, you know, I think that uh, that's because of, of the history. They've, yeah. they've been they've been shamed. They've been defeated yeah. by the West. Yeah. But the West as France, Spain, the UK, the US, Australia has never been defeated like Germany has been defeated. No, no. And this is the, the main reason. Yeah. If France, you know, the US... You and have to Australia, explain why you're defeated. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's, it's completely that's it. true. Yeah. That's it. It, yeah. it. It's basic and it's there why yeah. you are defeated. But if you are winning all the time, well, you only talk about your your winning achievement. But yeah. You don't talk about the process and what... Of defeat. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's like it's it's very important that that we as as the Netherlands um, recognize that that this should be a big part of the curriculums in schools, and it's there's no shame in in having to explain it. It's only honesty, but to me, I think uh, with most people defending the idea of our colonial history, I'm not sure if 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 people are ready to have that conversation yet because if you look at um there has been this surge of people removing statues in the, in america yeah and um this surge is also going across europe and we've seen it a little bit in the netherlands yeah. now today in my eyes one of the most important newspapers the volkskrant mm -hmm. um put in a uh, article claiming that historians should be uh, included in this debate. Now, that sounds like a good title. But, at the same time, in the article, they were talking about the fact that only 10% of the Dutch total um, uh, trade, uh, or the upbringing, uh, the um, profit of the Dutch total trade, was um, has, had, has had something to do with, with slavery. Now, here's something that I'll show you is, we're we're measuring with like two, with two sticks. Yeah. And the thing is. But that's a very Dutch thing, huh? Yeah, it's a very Dutch thing, and I'll, I'll show you exactly how because the Volkskrant says it's only ten percent slave trade has only been ten percent. Now, if we go to Algemeen Dagblad mm. in two thousand and eighteen. Yeah. They cite the Rotterdamse haven, the groot, the biggest uh, harbor of Europe, yeah. being six point two percent of the Dutch uh, national uh, product. So now, on the first hand, we have the Volkskrant saying it's only 10%. But then again, in another, we say, oh, the, 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 the Rotterdam Sahav is 6.2% of our total. Wow, it's the biggest harbor in Europe, while the slave trade was almost twice as high. To yep. be precise, 161% yep. more effective. Mm -hmm. So in the first article, you want to say 
it's only been 10%. And then yeah. in the second one, you want to you want to say, oh, wow, it's 6.2. It's the biggest harbor in the world. And we're only talking about the Netherlands. Slavery has been for Spain, Portugal, the Americas, England. France. Bring France. in France, please. So it's, many countries. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, I mean, and I've seen a lot of articles actually mentioning and just talking about what the slave trade and the money from the slave trade has uh, brought to the Netherlands and how many infrastructure you were able to build yeah. and develop because of the slave trade and then yeah. the money brought to you and all the canals, all the yeah. art, which made actually Holland being above sea level. Exactly. exactly. So which means without slave, you'd be underwater. Yes. And the I thing mean, is, <laughs> you know, you don't have to, we don't have to tell that story with that tone. No, but of course. This, the story should be told so that people can understand the relationships that they have together. I agree with you in a way. We, we don't have to say with this tone, but when you have the, the media, I'm all about, you know, being diplomatic and, uh, yeah. and all things and, and approaching things with a, a tone that is, um, you know, a bit of a kickback tone and being all conciliant with of everyone's oh, I think, opinion. I think you can be sharp. You can be sharp. That's it. You because know? when the voice grunt, like you say, yeah, they're is, sharp as well. is demonizing, you yeah. know, the, yeah. the oh, but you know, Dude, it was still slavery. Exactly. Man. It doesn't matter if it's exactly. 10%, even 2%, you were involved. Assume your act, assume no. your history. And by assuming that, but, because this is what we're being taught all the time. But think about it. Think about it. They say it's only 10%, which makes you feel that it's only a tenth of the whole pie. Yeah. But the biggest harbor in Europe. Which means it's more. It, it represents adds, a lot more. Adds six point two percent. So think about the insanity because this is only the Netherlands and the biggest harbor in Europe. So yeah. not any country mm -hmm. in Europe has a harbor that gets them six point two percent of their total national product. Yeah, no, no one. So think about the fact that in Netherlands it was ten, and then there's France. It was probably another ten. Let's yeah. just say for all the countries mm -hmm. it was ten. So every country in Europe that had a slave trade would have the biggest har would have 161 percent yeah. of the biggest harbor in europe now exactly so the scale is immense mm -hmm. and that's why i think um that's where i think we 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 kind of fail it's the tone the tone that we're portraying our colonial history with makes that white people cannot understand their relation with people of color and people of color have to do their own re um, uh, research to find out their history. Yeah. And that's where I think is the flaw. Because we're not ready to have the, 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 the conversation of what binds us together. And that is our colonial history. And I think that's, you know, it's a pity in, 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 in some way. Because historian, um, people, the people that study history, so historian, histori is it historian historians. or historian? Historians. Ah, historians. Yeah they don't actively get involved in this conversation. And those people have had a, universe, uh, 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 a high education as well. So for me, there's a reason why they don't get involved because they know it's a hard truth to swallow. I remember having history in France and having history in America. You can go your entire career and your entire university years I mean, as a student in America, without talking one single time about slavery. Exactly. Your entire study years, you can, you can go. And this is such a strong thing in America. But y based on which classes you select, 
you may never even hear about but like slavery you you heard about it of course because you live in america but you may have never heard of it because you never had it in the classroom yes. and you may never have gone in details if you haven't talked about if you haven't done african-american studies exactly it's including african-american studies and so we talk about the historians and all those things and you know if we start if we begin with acknowledging the fact that yes we need to have more education about racism yes about yeah. including members of societies or minorities and with a darker skin complexion and begin treat them after 500 years of a break yeah like regular people then start a rising question regarding assets yes and <laughs> possessions in yeah. old old money colon. and old colonies and things like that and That's it. i completely completely agree on you when it comes to this that the correct history is not part of our institutional system nurturing system but i do think also that the fact that it is not in prevents people that are white from understanding their relation with people of color and what we also tend to forget in history is that white people aren't evil <laughs> no 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 not at all no as a matter of fact in the times of slavery there were white people opposing slavery and and mainly also the church for many exactly. years exactly but then due to the um, how do you say that the proof brought and the ideas brought by anthropologists and uh, and also people that were studying genetics at the time they have been convinced but for a long long time until the 1800 something most people were opposing slavery exactly Quite a few. And, and then we get back to what you were saying the six letter word profit, <laughs> profit. <laughs> and that's what it came down to and that's it's what like, it comes down to exactly. because and that's the thing the reason why we're not at least I think we are getting together now because if you look at the protest nowadays, it is persons of every color. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think people have been there, but... Um, They're open about it now. That's it. We all have been... I mean, you've been active on your side. I've been active yeah. on, my, on my side as well, taking a break from time to time because I felt like I was swinging a sword just in the air. You know, nothing yeah. was catching it in no. a way. You know, it was just exhausting and then just uh, tiring. But now that the the playground is open people are like okay now we linked up yeah we linked up on one thing and you know after one thing something else will happen we linked yeah. up on many other things but now we linked up we connected yeah and this is it's funny enough we have all those devices of connection and i was having the discussion with a buddy the other day we, we've never been so isolated in our life with those devices the phones and and the social media but for once social media is doing what it's supposed to do yeah it's a catalyzer Being social yeah, yeah yeah and connecting people yeah. for once it has been until now since its creation in 2004 by facebook isolating people and just being like you know you know this is, check me out this is what i've been accomplished in a certain way and all of us who've been fitting that and we've been into it and in a way or another you know all of us but for the first time is working on a social way not yes. economical yeah, social. social. Yeah, yeah. And I think that I believe, I firmly believe that because of this, people are connected to each other. And because of this, 
you see a change in the nature of these strikes because the 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 type of person that goes there changes it's white it's black it's it's every color that we have is at those protests yeah and i believe that looking at the fact that people opposed slavery back in the, in the 17th century i believe that that idea of those people then mm-hmm. is in the people that are at the protests now yeah i firmly 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 believe that because the only the only reason um for slavery was profit that's it it's that simple it's it's ego egotistical people that wanted to go for a big profit that's why the that East was Indian it. company was that one was of the, the first multinationals. That's what I mentioned in the in the first podcast as yeah. well. It's the first multinational, and and the ideas at the time, on top of having those ideas of black people being at the bottom of the the race ladder, was also encouraging the ideas of the, you know, how the Spanish Inquisition started, yeah. right? Yeah. It was about um, because some Jewish people were becoming rich. So they decided to just drive them out. They didn't want them to be part of the aristocratic life of Spain and, and Portugal. Yeah. So it's the same. This is how it started. So you draft people out. It started with those and then it went to the gypsies and it went to everyone. But at a point, those ideas came back and were recycled again in the 1800s. And when it came back to the people with the most wealth were supposed to be on top and the people who needed the help and were socially in need were supposed to be at the bottom and were supposed to be servant. Yeah. And when you don't have enough, you know, like labor hands to work on something where you had to go find in a cheap labor. And that's, that's what happened with the slavery. Yeah. But what you are talking about now is exactly that. The profit based for, let's say, the eight people on the top in this world that have half of the poorest of half of the world wealth in um, their hands. Um, in, 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 in earth sciences figures, it's um, 20% of the people that use up 80% of its resources and 80% of the rest of the world using that, 20%. That, that is insanity and obscene. That's obscene. Obscene. Yeah. And, it the, is. and the fact is, the fact is that it's not their resources. It is using not. Up. <laughs> it is not. And, yeah. and we've been thinking about those things for, 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 for years. Probably for me, it's been since high school. Mm-hmm. I've been revolted about those things. I've been reading about those stuff. And there was yeah. always this sense of revolution inside of me. And, and of a why what is the um, what yeah. is the reason for that and and finally we're getting there to that point yeah. did you grow up um how did you grow up in the netherlands because i was born in suriname you were born in suriname yes yeah, you see that's <laughs> awesome how long did you live there i was i lived there until i was i think five or six so, same as me i was born in Cameroon, only there until i was six seven yeah and then moved to france and in the Netherlands, did you grow up in a community that was pretty tight with a lot of people from Suriname, or did you... At first. So okay. we went from Paramaribo, we went to the Belmer, yeah. uh, lived there for three years, and that was indeed a community where people are very tight. A exactly. lot of people from, uh, from Surinamese or Ghanese or Africa, Nigerian, yeah, African yeah. culture. And then I moved to uh, Zandam, and that was an all-white neighborhood. So how was that, moving from... Uh, for me... Some of my best friends come from there. Yeah. And I think that because I'm a very open person and uh, I think I like to believe that most of the time my energy is good. Yeah. I didn't get or didn't see the, the, the anything of, of racism or anything of, of, um, um, of colorism. 
And um, but but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Coming from a scientific point of view, I know that racism exists. So me not having a lot of these experiences or almost not having these experiences at a younger age doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Doesn't mean I'm not a person of color. You know, I, I'm asking you this because you know you're the the fourth person that I speak to, and um, I'm trying to. It's it's quite interesting because it's almost like a research work that we're doing with this podcast. Yeah. You know, what uh, what environment actually triggers more racism towards a person, yeah. or in which um, you know where you live and all that. And Zamdam, for the people who don't know, it's like right outside the suburbs of Amsterdam. Yeah. So it's pretty much Amsterdam. It's, so it's pretty a big much city. Amsterdam. Yeah. And uh, it seems like to me that based on what you are saying um, in cities like Amsterdam around that it's pretty okay because people are used to see black people yes. and other minorities yeah. and color people but when it comes down to outside of Amsterdam yes. and small places this yes. is more where you are more uh, inclined to be victim of yeah. um, really strong racism yeah. with people with less education and, and I think that is because in Amsterdam and in the Randstad as we call it you learn by example so you staying with a black person or white person or a turkish person or yeah. somebody from cape verdea yeah. or something somebody from morocco yeah. and ha having their food uh, having a laugh with them is learning by example yeah. and in those villages outside of amsterdam they don't have these examples and that's where they're they have to be nurtured about their relationship with people of color and that's not in the curriculum. No. So what do you get? You get these isolated islands that think that they have no relationship with people of color. Mm -hmm. But the reason why people of color eventually come to their country <laughs> has a historical uh, fundament. And if you don't understand that historical fundament, you don't understand your relationship with these people. And you don't understand where you come from. You don't understand... And your country. Yes. And you don't understand your country. You don't yeah. understand where you come from. Yeah. Because I asked... I had a, I had a discussion recently. And um, I asked, what would Dutch supermarkets look like? <laughs> yeah. If just, we didn't have a relationship... Potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we didn't have a relationship with all these people uh, from all these countries. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. fact that coffee is a must in this country and people don't understand that coffee is made by people of color in Africa. Mm -hmm. That is why we need to nurture people. That is why we need to make people understand their relationship yeah. with people of color because they feed this country. Yeah. <laughs> Even the fruits. Your Even fruits come from Spain. Or, exactly. Okay, the exotic fruits come from um, yeah, from tropical, tropical places, but your fruits here and your tomatoes come from Spain. Yes. But who are the people working in those warehouses and those greenhouses? Exactly. Well, most of them refugees from Africa and uh, Northern Africa. Exactly. So they're the ones actually feeding you and yeah. making sure you have enough food to sustain to and eat. having that to eat yes. and then to be fine. So that, that's exactly, that's a very good one. And and um, imagine if all the time we have everywhere this food comes from this country. This is the uh, with a, the photo of a you know a person uh, that made it exactly the person mm -hmm. that made it or just picked it up you know harvested it yeah. not the company that does it because it's probably owned by you know exactly. a westerner <laughs> so let's put it out and the money never goes back to the people in the no. end not but significantly not enough <laughs> not at all not at all and that's, that's also a big problem that yeah. needs to be I a, think as well assessed but uh, that will be for another talk I think 
but um like you're saying like and and the fact as well that those people in small towns are just eating and just binging on yeah. media without thinking most of the time just yeah. the news and going for the the, the, the big headlines without yeah. questioning it and and the first thing i always say is like turn off your tv please yeah. turn off your tv it's just it's just yeah fake news <laughs> yeah no. it's, it's terrible it's just it doesn't it only brings uh, one view with one interest and and doesn't bring you the full story the full exactly. scope of it and the thing is for those people it's too late because they get to choose they get to choose what they read they get to choose what they look That's at it. now from that age from four to 16 you don't get to choose and i think understanding your history is just as important as being able to read write and calculate because understanding your history makes you that's what you base your choices on understanding your relationship with other human beings is what you base your choices on later in life and that is exactly what racism is yeah. it is a social dilemma of choices that people make and those choices can end up being racist without that person understanding why they're racist same goes for Swarte Piet. Which the, par the European Parliament... Is now kicking out. <laughs> Hell yeah. But please, like... But, but, you know, there are laws for yeah. people to realize this as well. It's not a yay as a victory. Because we know there are laws, anti-racist laws, huh? and mm -hmm. about like you need to employ as, uh, you know, in an equivalent way, yes. color people and, and white people, but they're not being applied. Yeah, no. But so. the fact that those, those quota are here yeah it all suggests of a failing of nurturing people yeah look at the fact that people don't it's so bad people don't understand their relationship with people of color that they don't see racism in swarte pete there's also a spanish tradition i know with the people have, yeah well yeah. people well, people have blackface on yeah. Yeah, yeah and that just that just testifies that the relationship that we have is not understood yeah. For most, for most, because I'm, all the people that do understand, and that's a lot, they're there. But there's still a, a big way to go. A big, and a big way to go. And I like to express things in statistics. So, I believe a few days ago on TV, we saw that in 2013, 91% of the Dutch people uh, opposed the removal of Swarte Piet. Yeah, I saw that statistic as well. And we this year... 47%. Yep. And this is what education and nurturing can do. Now apply that to schools and apply that to 17 million people. And I believe that you could change racism. You can change the face, at least change the face and the fact of racism and the outcome of racism within one generation. Yep. It doesn't have to be another 50 years. No, it, it won't be. I will make sure of that. <laughs> Trust me. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm putting my fist on this table. On this this is, thing, I'm yeah. on a mission. Exactly. I'm on a mission. That fire is not going out. But yeah. um, And like you're saying, the numbers went, went down as well because people have been active. Yeah. People have been protesting. Yeah. People have been making noise. And yeah. that's also one of the big elements because people have been out there, yeah. not just on the couch, in here, yes. in a feeling. And also discussion is a form of education. It's a form of nurturing people. This is what we're doing. Yeah. This is why yeah, this yeah. is so important. It's important, uh, yeah. Shall I tell you another thing? I work in advertising. Yeah. Now, 
think of this, that most of the time, if we look on our phone, if we look on any screen, or if we walk through a city or, or, a, or a busy street, you are being communicated to by people from the advertising industry constantly. Yeah. Now, those people have a big responsibility in spreading norms and values. And if those norms and values are constantly white, that's where the conditioning of people starts. I work in the advertising industry and the advertising industry is the number one industry that only doesn't only communicate, but it spreads um, norms and values. And what I think um, is important about that idea is that within the advertising um, agency, we only look at, for example, how many products have we sold from this type of communication. And all the ads that we see, the ideas, come from people that are called creatives. And what I think, at least in the Dutch industry, what I think is that these creatives very well understand how to sell a product, but they forget that it's also their responsibility on the values and norms the creativity communicates. Yeah. And I think if you look at the industry from whenever I was born <laughs> to nowadays, you see that it's predominantly white. And that means that the creators behind these predominantly white ideas, there's a lack of either understanding or education when it comes to understanding the social, the social fundament or the social context that their commercial or social media content is being put in and the consequence of that on people. And I think that the advertising industry, of course, your number one goal is to sell a product. But I think the discussion now should be about what are the side effects of selling our products the way we do and are is using a, a white uh, uh, a, a white fundament is that still effective? Because people that now have the buying power, especially from our generation, are all colors. And if we don't recognize ourselves, then... Well, I've, I've never. And this is what I talked in my first podcast, like my mom had to go dig in. Because, you know, the, the black uh, role models were not available in France to be seen, like you mentioned. Yeah. On TV, yeah. in the newspaper, in a magazine, nowhere to be found. So you had to go and dig in into the black culture, black culture not yeah culture black culture yeah black separated culture. yeah exactly black culture to figure out that okay there are there are role models out there and like you're saying and uh, and this is a thing like all models want to quit like myself. yeah <laughs> but one thing that's been keeping me in the business is that reason like i remember myself as a kid and i know that having a mixed person a black person like this can make just a little difference for one kid or whatever i would just stay there and it's really what i'm there and staying in the business because of course financially is nice but the main reason is that the main yeah. drive yeah. like you're mentioning and uh and unfortunately we know like you said that there are numbers behind you have to satisfy the investors you have to six letter word make profit yeah. and like you say at a certain point, like for the earth, how are we using the earth? Are all the profit so much more important and yeah. than 
what we're losing yeah and the consequences it would lead to in the future exactly do we really want that and this concept that you're talking about is called the earth carrying capacity that's it and we've Thank you well <laughs> passed the carrying capacity of yeah. the earth so now and here comes a good example i think within earth sciences you have this uh, a course called ecology mm -hmm. and um what you notice is that the way earth functions and the way it sets up is that everything is circular so all the material material is reused think about the fact that we are drinking the same water mm -hmm. as the dinosaurs yeah they've drunk the same water as we're drinking mm -hmm. right now now if you look at profit that's more of like a straight line something goes in profit goes out that's it yeah yeah and another thing is that most of the cycles in earth are limited if you think about the water cycle just take the total amount of water on earth that's your limit yeah you can't have more than that if yeah. you're thinking about gold there's a total amount of gold on earth that's it that's it. if you're thinking about oxygen oxygen there's a total amount trees total amount animals total amount <laughs> organisms bioorganisms whatever count them there's a total amount mm -hmm. profit is unlimited think about the fact that a lion eats until he's full and then he's done mm -hmm. and he won't he won't even attack you maasai people in southern kenya will touch his tail yep. when he's eaten mm -hmm. now profit doesn't do this nope. profit just goes on and on and on and on and on and there's only one being that we know that does the same thing yeah and we're in lockdown because of it that's it's a it. virus that's <laughs> it that's it it's exactly that and it's a uh, in french we call it uh, a puissant fond so a well without bottom yeah and it's also used in psych in uh, psychiatry and, psych and psychology to yeah. describe people we have this thing they go from one thing to the other and just keep on hoarding and getting and just taking without yes getting satisfied and without angle exactly and with no limit yeah and it's exactly this behavior and this type of attitude we have to nurture it again exactly or we should not let people we have unfortunately some yeah you know like tendencies to have that kind of behavior yeah. be in in a, in a, in a, what is it uh, being managing the earth pretty yeah. much and Just this is that. and when coming back so as you see as we're going through this you know we're just chilling and yeah, having yeah, a conversation yeah. but as we go through this conversation we come back to this idea of nurturing all the time of course the biggest revo revolutionaries have come from yeah. a nurturing the yeah. right nurturing environment mm -hmm. and i think to be able to solve things such as racism such as environmental problems such as such as inequality we need to talk about the way that we nurture ourselves yeah and that's the thing um, and what what we are nurturing from for yeah because this society has been nurturing for the endless goal of profit yes profit of a nation yes. over another nation over nature over another human being yes that was education yes but now there is this waking up with the ecology with yeah now social movement yeah black yeah, life yeah, matters yeah. And many more to come, I'm sure, with this coronavirus thing. This yeah, is just yeah. the beginning. It's just six beginning. months only in 2020. Yeah, yeah we have six on. months to go. We <laughs> <laughs> have so yeah, you're complete. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's just a reaction in chain. Yeah, yeah, it's of a chain things reaction, that were definitely. bound to happen. Yeah, and 
and uh, just this corona thing it's also in the books back in the 1800s they yeah. warned it that the overpopulation of earth will lead to famines and to disease exactly. and to that it's it's it's, sh it's shown in all the species even in plants they do you know it. do you know uh fermi's paradox which one is that one not the fermi's paradox i don't know oh man Unlikely. i think this is something that nowadays really keeps me occupied there was a scientist i believe in the 1960s mm -hmm. i think he was an astrophysicist or something and uh, we just started our journey to finding out if there's more life um, outside of our planet or in our yeah. solar systems or whatever. Astrobiology. I yeah, that, I think, that, yeah. That class is in university <laughs> about that. So. <laughs> and um, this man, Fermi, thought, why, if there's so many habitable planets, why aren't we finding any life on them? Mm -hmm. Is there a reason? Could there be a reason? Now, this yeah. thought was in his mind, in his mind, and he started theorizing. Now, this is where I become a bit technical, but if there's a species on a planet, let's say humans on Earth, yeah. to be able to techno technologically grow, we need to subtract things from our environment. Mm -hmm. But we are also very dependable of that environment. Yeah. So you could say the more technologically advanced we get, the less support we will have exactly. from our environment mm -hmm. up to the point that we're technologically super advanced but our environment cannot carry us anymore and it collapses yep. now his idea was what if this is what happened on other planets with other species mm -hmm. because this is not an only earth thing this no. is a planetary thing mm -hmm. Plan planets have boundaries yeah and species that, that are dependent on those planets have the same boundaries as the planet has. Mm -hmm. Now, what if there would be a so-called filter <laughs> in which a species becomes technologically so advanced that its environment is unable to sustain, sustain him and it yeah. collapses and the species collapses with it? Mm -hmm. What if we're on the same road? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like this little like side. <laughs> no, but it's it, it's very interesting and you know and um and you know the 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 Western world has based this this idea of race based on the fact that people that they encounter and the civilization were not able to think as scientifically and yeah. artistically like yeah. the way it was doing. But after my graduation, my main interest was to actually learn more about uh, primal tribes and and uh, you know primal culture like uh, native american in in the u.s yeah. aboriginal and all those things and the relationship they have to nature or respecting it you take something you thank it but you have to give it back yes you be thankful don't take too much just take a little bit and yes always respect it yeah this was wiped out because yeah. They didn't get it because for them it was profit and we have exactly. to survive because of fears or whatever. And please, just had to don't forget that the stock market yeah. is a concept that started in the Netherlands. It is. The Netherlands had the That's first true. multinational. So this idea of profit mm -hmm. is a very Western thing. Oh, it is. It is only a Western. And think yeah. about why are all these cultures open to all these Western missionaries and their ideas coming to their countries? Because the culture of Indians and Native Africans or Native Americans, I shouldn't say Indians at all, <laughs> Native Americans and, and Africans yeah. is to be open yeah. to give back what you take. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons because there are, you're, you're, you're talking about relatively, compared to Europeans, 
people from Africa and people from uh, uh, Native Americans mm -hmm. are peaceful. They are. They were a peaceful nation. Yeah. That's what they were saying. They live in harmony despite the little, little tribal wars they have from exactly. time to time. They live in harmony and they live in, uh, in a different way. They live in way. harmony. Yeah, yes. it was a different thing. It was a different way of waging war, not not the same as us. Exactly. Religion and things. Was just yeah. And that's, and that's I think, is one also one of the biggest... Um, when, you, when you go back to the race uh, discussion, mm. the way that people of color have been peaceful about it is... I think one of the biggest compliments. It's that that's that's something I still don't. I can't wrap wrap my yeah, mind around. Yeah. It. I saw a, a um, I saw a film on Instagram a few days ago, or I think about a week and a half. I think, where a woman said, um, "America needs to be is lucky that what we're fighting for is we're equality, not, not revenge, and not revenge." <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's wow. Yeah, it's a. Uh, and 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 pay back yeah and actually get a, a, a refund exactly exactly because <laughs> you know, i always i always bring that talking speaking about this i always bring the fact of a uh, i will talk about the racial profiling uh, by the the police uh in another podcast with another another guest but yeah. we pay taxes yes and we're paying that police yes and that police is treating us like this badly yeah i want a refund about that Yes, yes, and, and I <laughs> hold think the tickets. I should have like, what I do I think is is is, and and that's the funny thing about it yeah. is that this is our generation. Yeah. We're millennials. Yeah, but Generation C will not be taking shit. Oh no, hell no! <laughs> that is, they are the rebels. No, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, think about it. These yeah. are white kids, black kids, Moroccan kids. Yeah, yeah. Growing up together, yeah, 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 yeah. Correcting their parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, sometimes it's like. You are in for if you're if you're ride. yeah you're in for if you're not with it now yeah the next generation of kids yeah. is gonna be they're gonna be ragamuffins <laughs> about it uh, uh, yeah more of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're gonna be street they're yeah. gonna be protesting they're yeah, gonna be breaking yeah. shit because as more generations grow up yeah. together they understand the idea of togetherness and they mm -hmm. understand their relationship among each other and their relationship is based on emotion yeah it's not rational it's not in a book emotional intelligence yes that's another intelligence that's developed on the other one yeah and yeah. that but unfortunately i don't think ev everyone is on this if if we would put levels not as a competition but more not everyone is on the same emotional intelligence no no at, no. The, at the moment no and no. this is not evolution we haven't taken in account because everything has been um we sit in the schools. Everything has been attributed to, to literacy, to letters, to yeah. uh, to numbers, and that's pretty much it. And that's letters it. and numbers. Yeah, it's rationale. Now the arts are getting in a little bit, but still, people are saying arts are useless. It's not they a useless. This blah, is blah. this is a new yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, if they were not artists, there wouldn't man, be any revolution. Art and is people very be important. So bored. I mean, music. Talk about music. Listen, man. Have you seen the paintings of Ludwig Deutsch? Yeah. That. To yeah. me, was the first time I was confronted with African mm -hmm. royalness, which was an actual oil painting. I think in 1863 or something in that period. I, have, I don't really know. I don't really remember about the, the time, but that, that seems pretty... Uh, yeah, for pretty the people exact. listening, yeah. Ludwig Deutsch was a rich, <laughs> a rich, the son of a rich man. He was, I think he was Swiss, Swiss or German. Somewhere there, or, or from Austria. I don't know exactly. Somewhere no. there. And um, he took a trip to Egypt. He was a painter took a trip to Egypt and uh, made portraits, uh, I believe, in the royal palace. 
and you see these black guards big guys big guys with golden shields and yes. golden spears and oh man big guys the, the and also because i found ludwig deutsch through a, a, an instagram mm -hmm. uh, uh, account that i followed yeah legacy bros and legacy bros is like uh i'm not it's not a it's like not an interest not mine it's just if you're interested in this discussion about racism you're yeah. going to want to see this instagram page because they focus on black bodies in art Oh, in that's paintings. pretty interesting, yeah. So you see these beautiful paintings, also old paintings mm -hmm. of black people in their prime and showing the, the wealth and the richness of your history. Yeah. And when I saw those paintings, I was like, these are the paintings that should be shown when we talk about things like Egypt. Don't just show like, okay, there's pharaohs and blah, blah. The palace guards are an amazing sight to see and they actually tell the story about how black bodies have been involved in building the egyptian empire mm -hmm. and these are the significant things that lack the history itself the stories itself are so beautiful mm -hmm. like the big kingdoms in mali yeah, in and the middle of africa yeah. and they were not called mali because i, I would love to know that the original names of those kingdoms, because yeah. unfortunately Mali is a colonial name. It's a colonial name, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. those tribes have been, and those kingdoms have been split apart exactly. by the colonizers. Yeah, and this yeah. is why we have so many wars in Africa now, because yeah. of that. That's because also that. the end up yeah. of the, uh, the, the colony, the, the consequences on yeah, that, yeah. of the, all those things. But, but if you go through that history, you will be enriched. Yeah. Do you know the story about uh, King Sumbi dos Palmares? Not at all. Yeah, man. This is this. The thing is that we have to do our own yeah, yeah, studies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so during the time of slavery mm -hmm. uh, in South America, yeah, Brazil, yeah. to be precise, you had um, marrons. Yes. So you have the 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 black black people that mm -hmm. came on the ship, worked maybe worked on the plantation for two days, and were yep. like, you know what, I'm gone. Yeah. Then these marrons, they had this own their own little settlements. Mm -hmm. The Portuguese word word for the settlements is called a quilombo. Okay. And think about this. There has been a quilombo in the central or I think central Brazil, somewhere in central or the no east central east Brazil, somewhere there, of thirty thousand free slaves. It's not a quilombo; it's a kingdom. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And they have defeated the Portuguese two or three times. It was only because of treachery that the king, uh, a king Zumbi, was betrayed. Informants. Yeah, Spice. informants. He was betrayed, and yeah. that's how his kingdom fell. Yeah. But think about the fact that thirty thousand maroons had a stronghold, and that's the story of why all these other maroons from the smaller ones mm -hmm. went away from the plant from from the yeah, from the kingdom no 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 from, from the, the from the from the plantations okay. because they heard there's a kingdom somewhere and we need to leave and they just left and i think these types of stories there's also a story of um a black slave that learned how to uh, write and he wrote a note to a governor of a state somewhere in the guyanas to free all the slaves, and they couldn't imagine that a slave could write. That one I knew about that one, in the French <laughs> Guiana or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's, I think it's, these are the interesting types of stories mm -hmm. that you don't, and 
because I'm, I'm going now. And people think that slavery was there was this, it was some white hand that wrote, okay, slavery is real. We, we let's stop doing this. We don't like it anymore. You guys are no, free no, no, now. No, 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 it no, is man. because of the immense pressure yes. that the African maroons mm-hmm. and the people on the plantation put. Of course. They didn't have an other choice. Yeah. So slavery wasn't abolished. Yeah. They freed themselves. Exactly. You didn't, you, they asked for it. They, they asked for yeah. it Every, everywhere. And, and this is also, in a, uh, I think I mentioned in another podcast, like if you want something, you, know, you need to go get it. You need to ask exactly. for it. It's not, it's not going to be a handout to you. Exactly. I mean, if you, want, if you want something out there on the, in a society, are you waiting for it or are you going to go ask for it? Exactly. It's the same. This is, this is exactly what this, this is about and, yeah. and why we have to be so active about that. We have to ask for everything we need, yeah. every, everything we want and just get structure it. and organize. Yeah, yeah. And this is how the kingdom worked really well. And also the, some of my favorite... Uh, organization the black panthers yes same thing same thing yeah so um jumping back on what you were talking about about uh, the presence of african-american in the old kingdom and uh, yes. of egypt with the pharaohs and all that there yeah. is a, a great book every every color people should own it's a niles valley contribution to civilization so niles n-i-l-e-s and it's written by anthony browder so that book I recommend. You can uh, you can have a look. I'm not going to tell you more. Just go check it out. Like the Myth of Race, those two books. Just yeah. uh, you should definitely own that. And um, let's wrap up on something, man. Let's uh, lead me to the to the wrap up of his uh, podcast. You've been a. I think uh, a positive note, or a way that we could we could we could end end the podcast is probably. Talk about the way the discussion is now uh, held mm. across the country, across countries. The fact that that uh, the George Floyd killing or lynching, you would call we we would call it, has had such a big effect among all colors of people worldwide. That means we've we've now, if you would, and that's what I like to do. I like to just compare and benchmark with previous protests. Mm-hmm. If we go back to the 60s, we see mostly people of color yeah. on these marches and in these protests. And that means that the discussion was segregated itself. The, so the discussion in itself was segregated. You're I think uh, that's only some photos and videos we see. You know, the yeah. one especially from Birmingham, Alabama. But yeah. if you show, if you see all the videos and photos, example from the the protests of the Black Panther or the liberation of some yeah. Black Panthers and everything, there are a lot of white people. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. So people just select carefully exactly. which images they show. Are so shown. They were yeah. white people already, but yeah. it was it was hidden. But now, what you what you see in the media is that. You get this idea of this complete mix of people that understand what racism is. And I think that's a very important event. I think that's a very important, uh, um, um, one of the most important findings is that now you have white people explaining to other white people on a landscape level of media Mm -hmm. at the important shows what racism is yeah. and why certain traditions can't be traditional no. anymore. It can't be kept. It can't be kept. No. And 
what you also see is still that I understand that this debate uh, th that this subject needs to be talked about on a landscape level yeah but for example in a debate on a landscape level on a show for example mm -hmm. I think the quality of the debate yeah. is strongly dependent of the host of course you know <laughs> And in my opinion, if you don't have a host that tries to understand you, but just tries to uh, uh, counter, contradict you, contradict you, yeah, and test you, test and you. test you, yeah. then you have a different debate and a different outcome. And what I'm, what we're seeing now on media is people being contradicted and tested in shows, mm -hmm. and people getting to the room to explain in shows. Yeah. And I think at least my my opinion is that people are now constantly talking about yeah, um these protests I see them as a black thing versus a white thing, etc. But I do firmly believe in the fact that this is about people that understand their roots and relation with racism yeah. versus the people that don't. And the color of your skin is not even an issue at this point. It's about racism. <laughs> mm -hmm. And racism is not... a You can't personify it's, racism. It's not a thing of color. Because if you would take the idea of racism, there is also racism within the whites. Exactly. With the Aryan race. Exactly. With the aristocratic, yeah. with the wealth. There is also racism. There's also systemic racism That's in it. there. Exactly. And I think um, um, the way that the debate is now... Is now um, is now is now given in the Netherlands is in a way in a way is called I could call it it's a positive thing because we see all these movements coming from this Black Lives Matters mm -hmm. these Black Lives Matters protests yeah. and then you have all these people that are resisting it and to me the only reason that you have to resist a movement is because you don't understand yourself. You don't understand your history and your relationship with these movements. Or the only reason you will do it is because you have something uh, to gain, a profit. Yeah, you have a and stock, you have, you have a lose. profit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think um, looking at, at, at the nature of the protests now, you know, I, I, I think we can be pretty happy about the progress that is it ha it should have been there a long time ago yeah. i completely agree but at least we are the generation of people that we don't have a nelson mandela in our generation we don't have a we don't have all these great persons in our generation but i do think that we are going to the millennials are going to have the first generational act I think it's our strength not to have a leader because yeah. uh, um, when you look at all the big movements, social, civil rights movements and uh, of the past, once you took down the leader, as they always did by murder of, um, of imprisonment exactly. or whatever they did or shutting down the person, the movement was dying. Yeah. But what makes it difficult with this movement of Black Lives Matter and everything is like you have many leaders. Yes. And you have many people taking the initiative yeah. and doing it their own way and just going up. 
Yeah. And that is a strength. We found a leader in unity in the same consciousness. Exactly. Not a leader in one person. And we're breaking something of also a symbolic thing of the patriarchal society. Yeah. The father leading the family and one person leading. And this is what we're breaking. Yeah. We're just like on the same level. Everyone is speaking. And by its uh, contribution, lifting up the movement. Yeah. And it's moving forward. And this is the, the best thing you could have. Yeah. And you cannot take that down or you have to take down everyone. Yes. Because the leader is none. And then what I think is really, really beautiful about it is that racism is no longer a subjective experience mm -hmm. of one person or a group of persons. That's it. It's become a manifestation in society. Mm -hmm. And that, seeing that development going from it's a subjective experience mm -hmm. of a group of people that fight to get rid of it yeah. to becoming a manifestation in society mm -hmm. i think we as a gen generation have made that step because we grew up together mm -hmm. and we understand the relationship that we have amongst each other my best friend is white yeah. and that's my best friend mm -hmm. and he's been eating from a surinamese family for most of his life yeah. so for him Opposing racism doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, I understand. You know? Uh, like, like, same for my friends. Oh, why they don't get it? They don't understand. Yeah. Well, they, they get it. and um, they, they, they get it. And that's why they don't understand why people would oppose. <laughs> it's, it's a natural way of yeah. treating each other. And yeah, that's yeah, because yeah. we have educated each other. Yeah. Because me and him, we grew up ever since we were eight. But it's also a healthy relationship. And it's a healthy he relationship. He doesn't yeah. find that profiting from you in a way that is uh, negative and exactly. deteriorating you will be doing himself any good he is a healthy individual exactly but unfortunately not everyone is healthy as this and this is the, what we have towards towards to having more yeah. people healthy and working towards a healthy consciousness and healthy society yeah. and which is which is i think the the uh, let's put it in a, in a theory but a salvation of, a, of ourselves on this earth yes and, and, uh, uh, working on that yeah. much, and I think that the solution in to getting getting there mm. is nurturing each other in the right in the right way yeah pretty much nurturing going back to all those things we talked about nurturing the earth giving not take too much and then nurturing each other and just like we're trying to do here giving yeah. I mean we have nothing to profit of spending hours and minutes talking and discussing this thing but just to giving and making sure the next generation don't exactly go through what we had and just get there give them our knowledge give and, them uh, our knowledge and yeah. uh, what we've been through and what we've been able to like you said it perfectly take all those emotion go through it process it analyze it uh, resume it and then bring it out in very simple understandable and open-minded way that everyone can understand and with a message that is universal yes and not only for one person and that is really the thing. So just pass it on, and 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 yeah, that, that that's the goal. Exactly, moving from profit to benefit, maybe. Yes, yeah. I couldn't yeah. have said it yeah. in any better way than you just said, man. I think we completely agree. Well, perfect. Yeah, that's great, man. Well, I think we can wrap it up on that one. Yes. Well, we, we 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 give people the being a restaurant the good food for thought i think podcast that's <laughs> perfect man this is this is you see I'm, I'm starting to just like flowing with words again exactly but uh yeah dude, it's uh, it's been fantastic to have you for 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 this podcast and it the, the amount of knowledge you brought to people with your scientific background mixed with my anthropology knowledge and yeah. those things is just 
you get to a constructive yeah. discussion yeah. to where we should go and yeah. maybe even provide solutions for people that are in a discussion right now. If they've listened to this podcast and maybe they have now have other tools to have oh, this yeah. discussion with other people. Oh it's yeah. Important. Oh yeah. You always open all the doors. And as we all, as we said, and I've uh, said before, go check the facts. Yeah. Be critical of always saying exactly. this is our own opinion based yeah. on our own life, our own experiences. This is not the truth. This no. is our this way is our of living truth. and yeah principles you know that's exactly that so you have to double check and uh, it's always to. good to have feedbacks as well so yeah. if you have anything to say and i think um this one would be then a message to people of color is that we've been through the emotion yeah it's time to for us to get constructive and actually lay the foundations build build something